Hey Black Art in America fam, thank you for joining us for another installment of Buyer Talks. In this conversation, Ted Ellis will moderate a panel that includes Frank Frazier, James Brown, Beryl Washington, and Stephen Tate. They're all servicemen. And the title of this particular talk is what it means to be an African-American U.S. veteran and how that service translates into artwork. Stay tuned and enjoy this important conversation held during the MIA Military Inspired Art Show at the Buffalo Soldiers National Museum, July 27th and 28th. So we're going to just have an informal discussion. I'll ask a question and give the mic to each of the um, veteran artists here so that they can share their personal intimate story um, about their experience in the military and being a visual fine artist. So um, I got Steve right here, Mr. Brown here, this handsome gentleman, these two handsome gentlemen, Glenn and Mr. Burrow Washington. Um, the first question is, you know, what motivates you to create art? Now that's a tough question to lead with. What motivates you? Um, the truth is, I don't really need motivation to create art. Art is um, who I am. Um, a mic in my hand, me talking is not my natural self. My natural self is sitting, creating, um, I think with my hand. So if I'm in a lecture and I'm listening, my hand is moving in order to steady my mind, in order to let the information come in. So art to me is who I am and what I am in my form of expression. So it's a passion and it's a, it doesn't have to be motivated by um, outside sources. It's an inside uh, push of uh, ex the expression of who I am. Okay, thanks Steve. Glenn? Well, I think for myself that art is a selfless expression. But what I mean by that, I know that it is me doing the art. Uh, but I'm not really consciously thinking of myself when I, I'm doing the art. I'm thinking about uh, whatever it is I'm trying to portray on canvas. I'm thinking about, just like the question that I ask you, the society that I live in, the way things are for people, especially the African-American experience. And that, that kind of gives me my passion. I think that's drawn from uh, my own personal experiences being uh, an African-American male. And my art really reflects that because uh, I'm, I'm really concerned about things. But more importantly, I think what really motivates me to do art too, in a, another sense, is I get a sense of, of healing from the process of art. Um, my subconscious, I'm allowed to express things, I think, that are deep down inside of me that come out in the work, in the artwork. And so um, the healing aspect of the process of doing art is, is a big deal for me, and it really motivates me to continue the work. 
Thanks, Larry. Yeah, thank you. Uh, For me, uh, life itself is, is, uh, motivates me. You know, when I get up in the morning, you know, it's a blessing just to be alive. And uh, uh, each time uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm awake, I always have ideas. And even when you, when you, when I'm, before I go to sleep, I have ideas that, the, to me, the Lord puts in my, my mind and my spirit to do. And uh, like the, uh, the Buffalo Soldiers, when I first started doing that particular whole series, uh, it wasn't anyone doing anything on that uh, that I had seen. Right. Yeah, and so I started doing things and bringing things out about that because the history books had eliminated a lot of things about what we had done in the past, and I wanted to bring that to the forefront. And because uh, uh, when I started doing, I started doing the Buffalo Soldiers back in the seventies, uh, early early seventies. And it was hard to find even information on them, uh, less known, uh, you know, other things. And so uh, that's what inspired me to do a lot of things that I do, especially with dealing with history, because, like, say, like uh, black people all of a sudden appeared in the '60s. There's not any any record before that, and uh, so I wanted to bring that out. That's what. That's what. We're gonna pass it. Thank you, Mr. Washington.
Thank you for always giving me the mic first. <laughs> biggest challenge as an artist. Um, the biggest challenge, uh, I don't know who said it. Somebody said, I, in fact, I do know who said it. He said, you wake up with these ideas, things that you want to do, right? And for an artist, it happens a hundred times a day. You have these great ideas in your head, but when you go to execute these ideas, um, you, you have to think to yourself, is this idea worth two months of my time, right? Is this idea worth six months of my time? You know, I, I work on a large scale, so, you know, I have to dedicate myself to one idea, or maybe two, for a long period of time. So I have to do this balancing act. Um, is this worth this amount of time? And often I could be uh, halfway into a piece and say, this idea is not, doesn't have the weight of what I'm putting into it. So I have to scrap it and start with this other idea I had 20 minutes ago. So um, I forget the original question. That's it. But the biggest challenge as an artist. The biggest, challenge, the biggest challenge is balancing the amount of effort that I'm going to put into a work by the amount of um, uh, how heavy the idea is. Is it worth the time to document? Is it worth the time to put on canvas and wait for that oil paint to dry? So that's my biggest challenge. Thank you. Um, I think my biggest challenge is understanding what I'm painting. I always like to research um, the people or the situation or the circumstance that I'm painting. And in so doing, I, for me, uh, it's not really a challenge for me to become emotionally connected, but it's a challenge to find material that I will be emotionally connected to. Otherwise, I'm just uh, swishing paint on the canvas. So finding that emotional connection, that connection that has a message to convey um, is, uh, I'd say, the most challenging thing for me to, to be able to do as an artist. And I can always tell when I'm painting something if I have that connection because I get excited and I will paint and paint and paint and I'll get so excited I have to actually stop painting. <laughs> I'm really serious. I have to actually stop because I'm too excited. And my wife will tell you, I'll walk around for a while and I'll look and I'll look lost because I'm experiencing that. Uh, and then I'll go back, you know, eventually I'll get back to it and I'll understand, I think, what it is I'm trying to convey. So my biggest challenge is, is just that, that personal, getting that personal connection. And I always know when, I, when it does happen because it's reflected in the work. My biggest challenge is uh, trying to create the amount of ideas you have in your head, in your heart, and try to bring that to, to the forefront because uh, you come up with so many ideas about things, uh, about history, about culture, about life itself. And uh, to try to put those down 
you know, it's just, it's just, you know, you never end up, you never complete because even when you when you when you gone and you know you passed away, still things you you wanted to do but you didn't have time to do it because you know life itself is so is so fleet you know so quick that you know you just here a moment and you gotta leave, leave something that let let people know that you were here and you could accomplish something and you contributed something to society and uh, that whole thing like you know just like the uh, you know, I always keep going back to the Buffalo Soldiers and stuff like that. But, you know, that was my passion because, you know, I just really enjoyed doing that. And uh, I hope that I be, I hope that I was able to uh, bring some clarity to it or some, some, uh, you know, some, some understanding to that, to that whole experience. And so that, that's, that, that's one of the things that I you know, try to bring about things that, you know, ideas that I have in my head. And, you know, you sit, you have, the artist, you have so many ideas that, you know, you got a complete one, you got to be focused on a complete one before another one coming to your head again. So that's my, that's my, my job. Okay. Thank you, Mr.
and sort of tiered up millennials from that through this language of art, you know. I mean, that's, that's powerful, you know, to be able to say nothing but to say everything, that, that level of articulation through art, through that image that speaks multiple languages. So a lot of times when I'm, I'm, I'm in an environment, if I'm doing a corporate lunch and learn, I say, so how many languages do you speak? How many languages do you speak? I say, interesting. So some people say I speak two languages. Some people say I speak five languages. That's only one language. Well, I, I say I, I speak multiple languages in what I do. So how powerful, how significant is that in what we do? So, I mean, um, incredibly important on what we put the canvas and what we have to say with what we create. I mean, it's, 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 it's incredible. It's one of the highest forms of, of intellect that's there, but it's undervalued and underrecognized in our community. And that's a common core that each of these artists um, share and try to get, get that message out there in a way that, that we're enthused and we're excited about what we're doing. How much more time do we have, Najee? Okay. So, um, I did a show in Chicago when Dr. Margaret Barrows was living, and um, her question was, it was to everybody, but it's to my panel, you know, what will your legacy be? You know, and Mr. Frazier, I like to lead off with answering that question. What will your legacy be? It's all
go on and keep doing and keep living because, yeah, I can say life is, is short and uh, you want to be able to leave something for you know, the next generation. Uh, it may not be, you know, they may not appreciate the, the art, but if you influence somebody some kind of way, then you, to me, you accomplish something. The legacy that I would like to leave uh, has to do with informing people of things that they may not know about, especially as it regards the African American culture. Like I painted the 761st Tank Battalion. I see people looking at it and I ask people, I say, do you know about them? And they're like, no, I don't know about them, tell me. And so, my, I like my work to be a jumping off point for informing people of their past, especially as warriors, because African-American men have never really been appreciated as warriors. And the 761st uh, Tank Battalion, you gotta know about them, because these were some brave men. The Harlem Hellfighters, you have to know about them. And the period of time that they served and what they went through and still came back to less than full citizenship, mm. which is powerful to know because it informs you somehow about the nature and the makeup of the culture. So besides that, I never got a, the other part of legacy I'd like to leave is I never received a high school diploma, elementary diploma, it's something always happened that I never got it. Until I got a college diploma, <laughs> I got, I graduated valedictorian of my class. And when I went to, to college at the age of 40, I did not even think that I was college material, you know. But I was able, I made discovery about myself. So the other thing I want to say, and I've accomplished so many other things since then. I didn't start painting until 2010. You know, because my wife is a fabulous artist, and my wife took ill and stopped painting, and that, and I wanted her to get enjoyment, continued enjoyment from painting, because I thought that would help her to heal faster, but she would have nothing to do with painting. So I got mad and started painting for her. <laughs> I know that doesn't make any sense, but it worked. <laughs> That's her sitting right there. So uh, she, she tore that cancer up out of her body. So the other thing, the legacy is to, for people to understand that whatever you visualize in life, it's never too late to, to try to do something. Here I am sitting before you now as living evidence of that. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, Thank you, Glenn. It's early for me to think of legacy or um, anything like that. Um, uh, I just want to be remembered. Um, I just want people to um, have an idea that I was here. Just like Mr. Fraser said. So, 10 years from now, I want to continue to be working. 20 years from now, I want to continue to be working. 
And I want to be remembered in the company of Frank Fraser and uh, James Brown. So, um, if I can join these guys, then um, I, I think I can find the legacy that I would love to be remembered. Wow. Appreciate that, Steve. I'm coming right back at you. <laughs> so, you know, being um, servicemen, veterans, what important quality can you take away from that that you've applied in your artistic endeavor? That's, 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 that's an easy one, right? Discipline, right? Discipline, patience. You've, um, uh, I, I grew up right outside Detroit, and um, I grew up in an instant life, right? Everything is instant, right? So when I joined the military, I had to learn this skill to be patient, right? I, I didn't know what that was. I wanted it right now, right here. But I had to learn to wait, right? In the military, they have a term, hurry up and wait. So I had to learn to be patient. And I, I'm, I mainly work in oils, right? Oil painting. And oils has this way of saying, um, hey, you done all you can do today. You might put me down <laughs> and come back tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. If you don't, it's going to be a muddy Muddy, mess, yeah. Right? yeah. So it, it, it oils taught me patience, right? So along with the military, I learned discipline. I learned patience. Um, I developed this perfectionist um, attitude when it came to anything I did. If it was sweeping the floor, if it was um, on the, in the foxhole on garden, I became this perfectionist at what I did, and um, it translates in, translates into my art. Hopefully, it translates into my art. Thank you, Steve. Glenn, uh, I would say healing. Um, art has been very healing for me, and uh, that's basically it. That that, that sums it up. <laughs> what important quality as a veteran? Uh, well, for me, uh, when I was drafted in the into the military, I had just finished college uh, at a technical school, and I went there as a uh, commercial artist, and I, I was drafted into the military, and the mil military breaks you down. Because when we first, when I first was drafted, you know, a country bar from the, from the country, and they they brought us in on these uh, uh, cattle trailers. Oh, we was in one of those cattle trailers that brought us in. And you still see the manure on the ground on the, on the trailer when you got in there. So they, they broke you down uh, to build you back up. And it taught, to me, it, I learned a lot about uh, patience, as they had said before, and uh, discipline. Because you always had to be on time. Be on time, hurry up and wait, as they said. And uh, fortunately, and, and, uh, I was able to, uh, at my, my latter part of the, my career as a, in the military, I was fortunate enough to be blessed to be able to do what I was trained to do as an artist, as a commercial artist. I worked as a commercial artist for the military for three months. I guess they thought I was going to re-enlist, but I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, but I was fortunate enough to, to uh, use my training as an artist uh, the last three months of my uh, career in the military. Okay, great. 
I hope you're enjoying this installment of Via Talk. Just a little housekeeping. Wanted to let you know about our upcoming show, September 14th through the 16th at the Belmont Mansion. It's the Black Art in America Fine Arts Show, Philadelphia. We've got a great program lined up for you. Great gallerist that's going to have works by a number of legacy artists and some fantastic contemporary artists. Be sure to take a look at our uh, highlights of a number of Philadelphia artists and a number of the galleries that's coming from around the country. We're really excited about this show. It's going to be our largest show to date, uh, all in Philadelphia. We're hearing from collectors and artists and art enthusiasts from around the country. So have your face in the place for what is sure to be a fantastic weekend at the historic Belmont Mansion and Underground Railroad Museum, September 14th through the 16th. For the Black Art in America Fine Art Show, Philadelphia. Join us. So the next question is, and it's 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 more or less looking at an observation. Uh, recently, what has been transpiring with um, African American culture and history as it relates to African American artists, and um, there are artists out here now that are that are reaching six-digit figures with the sale of their artwork. Um, Kerry James Marshall, Candy Wiley, 
um, Mark Bradford, um, you know, um, we have a young lady who's, um, who's hit, hitting high marks, um, um, Deborah Roberts out of Austin right now. What's your feeling about that, um, these artists um, reaching that kind of economic gain in the art, and where do you see your artwork at some point? Um, I am happy for it. Mm -hmm. And it's well-deserved, and it's, um, their work has influenced not only their own culture, it's influenced the work of other cultures. And um, it gives artists, you know, who are up and coming some hope that you're not just going to get to a point where you're just a mediocre, um, mediocre um, creator, right? Where you can be recognized, you can receive the monies that the legends, you know, Gary just got the money of, um, of Picasso, right? Something Picasso would bring in. I work in the old style. I work with oil paints, and just like Mr. Brown said, I work layer on top of layer on top of layer. I want my work to receive the, I put time in, I want my work to receive the recognition in dollars that another artist who happens to not be African American would receive. So um, I'm happy for it, and I think it's um, well deserved and um, and I'm glad to see it happening to living artists. That's a good point. Living artists, it's not just you know, hey, he's gone. Now we can buy a box. You know, they're still there. Thanks, Steve. Glenn. Okay, well, you're gonna probably find this a little strange, but I think of my art pieces as well, like my children. I love each and every one of them. I want to share them with everybody, but I don't sell them. Um, and my wife is trying to do an intervention with me. <laughs> but you have to remember, I've only been painting a few years, right? But that's just the way it is. Maybe later I will be able to do it. I, I know I probably should, but I'll probably, I don't base my, my art, the value of my art on a monetary basis. My, it's, you know, to me, my, my work for me, I know everybody else wants to put a price on it, but it's priceless because it's, uh, it's like a child to me. If you keep doing that hard, you have, you have a whole lot of children. <laughs> They're going to be sitting at home. <laughs> That's the problem right now. We, you know, we... My wife said, we run out of space, okay? And I'm not going to put this stuff in storage. <laughs> so I'm, there's a lot of pressure there. <laughs> you know, I, I, I applaud those that are making uh, you know, great money out of their art. Uh, I think we all want to make money out of our art. But and you also, too, you know, with, you know, your passion, when you have a passion to do this, it doesn't matter. What you do, you still gonna be doing it. We'll do it. We if you say, if you don't say nothing, but, the, uh, but your passion is there to, to, to produce art. Uh, now I can say, I, me myself, I do not want to be like Picasso and uh, all those that died and didn't really be able to re reap some of the benefits. I want to reap my benefits now while I'm still alive. Right. Right. You know, right. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't want, want that dead stuff. I want to see it. See some of the. 
fruits of your labor, smell the roses while you can, you know, hear while you can smell it. Right, I don't right. want to be, you know, the other right. stuff. Right. Uh, because that you leave a lot of things for your children and your children's children, but you want to be able to reap some of the benefits now. Okay. And that's, that's my advice. Well, I appreciate that, Mr. Washington. Mr. Fraver.
Because they thought we could never do them but not. 
gentleman said so eloquently, yes, the, 700, uh, the 101st Airborne were trapped. There was no way into them. And General Patton sent the 761st on what was supposed to be a suicide mission to break them out. And they went in there, and they broke through, and they began to turn the battle around. They had pulled all of the white troops back because the Germans had swung 18 miles, a wedge, down from the Allied forces. It was almost over. The 761st did the impossible. These tankers with other black troops got in there and they broke through and it was the first time in military history that black and white soldiers fought and died together side by side because of their action. And Patton said when he got the report, he said, send the white troops back. And that's what created the bulge. And when the bulge burst, the 761st Tank Battalions were the first American Allied forces to cross the vaunted German line and head into Germany. And that, my friends, is the truth. Celeste King III, a Tuskegee Airman, shared this story with me before. I mean, it wasn't, it was common knowledge amongst men, gentlemen like this gentleman right here that knew, but it wasn't knowledge that everyone knew. And I sat in his office and he told me about the 761st Tank Battalion and I never forgot it. So after I started painting, I decided I was gonna paint them. And so I just want you to know the story. They're doing a movie about it now. Wow. That's the power of art and history. This concludes the panel.
All right, Black Art American family, you listened to another installment of Bio Talks. I hope you enjoyed it. Listen, if you ever wanted to support Black Art in America, consider buying a piece of art at shopbaya.com. It's a location where we have a curated selection of works for you to consider. Also, be sure to put on the calendar the Black Art in America Fine Art Show Philadelphia, September 14th through the 16th. We would love to see you there. You can find more information about the show by clicking on the show's icon on the right-hand side of the homepage. And remember to always follow us on your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. Thanks for being a follower and supporter of Black Art in America, and stay tuned for more. It's Najee Dorsey. Y'all have a great day.